But uh, 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, let's pray. Father, we love you. Thanks so much for all you do for us. Lord, uh, I ask that you'd speak through me this morning, Lord, in spite of myself. I ask that your word would go forth uh, and not return void, not for my sake, uh, but for yours, Lord, and uh, that your name would be glorified, that It would do the work that it has been designed to do. But we love you. Thanks for loving us. Amen. This week was uh, in, in preparation for the sermon this morning. It was one of the more difficult times I've had in putting something together. You know, we, we spend time talking to God throughout the week, and there was, I had, Spoke a couple of Wednesdays ago on the omnipotence of God, the God's all-powerful, and I mean, there's no way to fit that into a 20-minute time slot, of course, uh, let alone the rest of my life, if all I ever did was talk about the power of God. Uh, you couldn't exhaust the, the subject, obviously. But it was, it was one of those things when I was sitting down to, to put something together, the Lord had been speaking to me about a few different things, and um, it was just racking my brain to, to piece together what God wanted me to speak this morning. Um, and 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, we're, we're going to go line by line and see what God has to say. We're going to allow him to speak to us this morning, and uh, it's going to be his words, not mine. So let's look in 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, starting in verse 1. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we, uh, not for that we would uh, be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore we labor, that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body. According to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. We are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. For we commend uh, not ourselves again unto you, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf, that you may have somewhat to answer them, which glory in appearance and not in heart. For whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God, or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them, and rose again. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh, 
Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now when we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you, in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God, for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. This morning we're going to talk about the subject of being with the Lord. Being with the Lord. Oftentimes we, we might view Scripture as a book of, some people might say, oh, it's a book of do's and don'ts. Someone who I would assess that they don't spend much time in Scripture, they may, from an outside perspective, say it's just a book of do's and don'ts. And I don't want to be limited in what I can do. But it's so much more than just do this and don't do this. And I felt like 2 Corinthians chapter number 5 just kind of outlined how we are supposed to be as Christians. So often we focus on the things we're supposed to do when the doing is the outpouring of the heart. If my heart is not one with him, I'm not going to want to do the things he's told me to do because I'm not going to have the right perspective. I'm going to say, oh, wait, he's just, uh, he just do this, don't do that. I have a, a loving, heavenly father. I'm not a sinner. I'm a saint. I'm a child of his. And he wants me to be a child of his, not just doing my own thing. He wants me to be a child of his. Let's look back at Scripture. Verse 1 says, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God and house not made with hands eternal in the heavens. A house not made with hands. What is our body? What does the Bible describe our body to be? Shout it out. What's that? The temple of what? Holy Spirit. Temple of the Holy Spirit. We have a body not made with hands. God is, he has designed us to be the temple of the Holy Spirit. We look further down. In verse 5, Now he hath wrought us, for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given, us, uh, given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. What is earnest in that context? Go ahead, Wesley. The beginnings, all right. When you go to buy a house, what do you have to put down when you put in the offer? Earnest money, the down payment, the first portion of what is to come. It is not the finished uh, uh, amount. It's just the beginning. And boy, 
God says, hey, you know what? I'm going to give, uh, I will not leave you comfortless. I will give you a comforter, Scripture says. Here in 2 Corinthians 5, it says that that is the earnest. That's just the down payment of what God is giving to us. Down payment of the Spirit of God. Partially paid for and will be paid in full at a later date. That's what the word earnest means. Look down in verse 8. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. When we leave this world, this was, I'm trying to remember how far back we talked about. Um, a few months back, it was, it was Pastor Sam that was preaching about heaven. You know, when, when do we actually go to heaven? Is it immediately after death? Is it, when does that happen? When does it take place? And here scripture indicates that, hey, the moment we are absent from the body, we're present with the Lord. There is never a break in time where we are not with him. As believers at, at salvation, the Holy Spirit comes to take up residence inside of us. So the moment we pass away, we can't be without that spirit spiritually. So we automatically to heaven. God wants to be with us at all times. Isn't that awesome? Despite our wretchedness, despite all our faults and failures, he wants to be with us. He has given us his spirit, a comforter for us. Verse 10. And this, is, this isn't a, a topic that many people want to hear about. But verse 10, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Don't hear much preaching about the judgment seat of Christ, but guess what? It's coming. One day you and I will stand before God and we will give an account of what we've done. The Bible says every idle word. Boy, that, that's kind of scary to think about. Every idle word. We're going to give an account unto God. It says whether it be uh, uh, that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Verse 11, knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. But we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your conscience. The word manifest means to, uh, to appear, to make clear, to um, reveal. This is something that is, should be on our conscience at all times. Why? Because it's on the conscience of God at all times. The Bible says he's not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. That should be on our minds. He does not want anyone to spend eternity in hell. He wants everyone to be with him. Boy, should be on our conscience. Verse 14, the love of Christ constraineth us. Because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we are all dead. The love of Christ constraineth us. Have you ever sat and just thought about the love of Christ? The love of Christ. 
Brother Dan, can I borrow you for a moment? You got your handcuffs on you? Go ahead and put a, a cuff on me. You got the keys, right? <laughs> All right. All right, now cuff that to you. The love of Christ constraineth us. Wherever I go, his love is with me. I can't shake it. No matter where I, where I go, no matter what I do, his love is constrained. I can't get rid of it. I can't shake it. Not even with the key. No, I can't get rid of it. The love of Christ. How often do we sit in the presence of his love for us? Are we more worried about our dignity? Oh, I don't want, some, I don't want to see someone to see me weep. Somebody, somebody see me cry about the goodness of the Lord. I don't want to see someone to see me kneel at the altar. God's doing something in my heart. Someone might think, oh, well, he had something wicked he needed to get rid of. Oh, we're so worried about what everybody else thinks. So often we find our identity and everything else around us instead of the love of Christ. This, this is what identifies me. I am loved by the Almighty God. He cared enough for me to be beaten, hung on a cross for me, for me. If I was the only one, he would have gone to hell for me. When was the last time you sat in the full realization of God's love and how he's not letting go? <laughs> he's not letting go. No matter what we go through, he's not letting go, whether it be the valley He's not letting go, whether it be the mountaintop. He's right there. His love is right there with us. His is never failing. The love that he gives us doesn't drain him of love. He has this endless, aboundless supply of love for each of us. It's not like my pocketbook that once I give something to one kid, well, I don't have enough to give to the rest. No, it, he has no limit to his love, no limit to his supply for us. The love of Christ constraineth us. When you think about the love of God, man, <laughs> it ought to wreck you emotionally. Like straight up wreck you. Because <laughs> when you try to explain it, you try to talk about it, English language doesn't have words. No language has words to describe it enough. How often 
do we sit in that realization? Thank you. When we sit in that realization, it changes everything. This book isn't do's and don'ts anymore. This is a love letter from an almighty God that wants the very best for you and me. He doesn't want to see us hurt. He'll allow us to be hurt for our own good, for his will to play out. We have not a, a, a high priest that doesn't understand our infirmities. He was all, at all points tempted, yet without sin. Whatever you're going through this morning, he feels your pain. I know that's a phrase that people like to throw around. And quite honestly, nobody feels the pain that you're going through right now. Okay? Someone might say, oh, your kid has cancer? Well, my kid had cancer. I know what you're going through. No, I don't. My daughter had cancer when she was three. But I don't know what you're going through. Oh, I've been there. No, you haven't been exactly there. God feels your pain. He feels your pain. I can't describe it. That's what Scripture tells us. Verse 15. Well, let's, let's go 14 and read through into 15. For the love of Christ constraineth us because we thus judge. And if one died for all, then we're all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. What does the Bible say? You're not your own. Ye are bought with a price. Therefore, what? Glorify your Father in heaven. When we sit in the realization of God's love that constraineth us, the old man, he can hit the road. We're a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. God has created in us a new creature. Creation didn't just stop at the forming of the worlds. Creation continues on a daily basis when an individual puts their trust in Jesus Christ. The Bible says they become a new creature. That means something is new created in them that was not before. The Holy Spirit goes to indwell in that person. We're supposed to be new. We're not supposed to be trapped in that old man. We're not supposed to be trapped in the things of the past. Think of an old kid's song that I heard growing up. Been a great change since I've been born. There's been a great change since I've been born. The things I used to do, I don't do them anymore. 
He's supposed to change us. And the song may be, might be a little goofy, but it's right on point. He wants us to be something new. He's created us a new creature. The Holy Spirit now indwells in us, and there is supposed to be something different. No, you don't have to be some crazy person, but we're to be different. We're not supposed to be like the unsaved. And I don't say that in, in and I want you to, I don't want you to get the wrong idea. We're not supposed to be snobs to the world. The world is supposed to see the love of Christ in us. So we're not supposed to be a, a, a we can't say we're a follower of Christ if, if we're treating people like snobs, looking down our nose at them. Supposed to have long-suffering, kindness, goodness, meekness, gentleness, love. But we're supposed to be different. And, and when we're talking about this, I, I know that there are things that are coming up into your mind right now that the Holy Spirit's talking to you about. Yeah, this right here. It's supposed to be different. Holy Spirit's pricking your heart. You know what? I probably shouldn't do that. One of the verses that we had memorized, I'm trying to remember, a couple weeks ago, I think it was. Whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Let that be your filter. Man. Can I do fill in the blank to the glory of God? If you can't answer that with a positive yes, you probably better filter it out. Because the love of Christ constraineth us. We're going to act differently because we love him. The Bible says, if you love me, keep my commandments. We have nothing as, as individuals. One of the reasons why God chose the children of Israel in the Old Testament is because they had absolutely nothing to offer him. They weren't the strongest nation. They, they, didn't have, they weren't the wealthiest nation. They didn't have anything to offer God. But God went in and made them, said, hey, you are my children told Abraham, I'll make a great nation of you. Despite all his flaws, despite him pretending that his wife was his sister to a king, despite the, uh, the lack of faith, God said, hey, I'm going to make a great nation out of you. Didn't have anything to offer. Israelites didn't have anything to offer. We as human beings... We don't really have anything to add to him. The only thing we can do with what we have is to, the Bible says that we are to create our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable, pleasing unto God, which is your 
What's the Bible say? Reasonable service. Reasonable service. After all he's done for you, to give my life to him, it's reasonable. Because we don't really have much to give him. He gave everything for us. Boy, his love. We are to, we are to spend our days in, in the full realization of his love for us. Just sit there and bask in it like you would sitting in the sun as, as the sun is just beating down and the warmth, you close your eyes. Oh, feels good. How many of y'all taken a, a vacation uh, in a tropical area? You sat there and let the waves crash in. You could feel the, the, the moisture from the ocean or just sun beating down. And you're just like, oh, this is so good. That's what we're supposed to do in the love of God. On a daily basis, just sit there and the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. He's supposed to make a difference in our life. Verse 17, we already kind of hit on it, but there, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I want to reiterate that we are not, we are no longer a sinner. At salvation, we become a saint. That sin, we kick it out of our lives. The Holy Spirit is the one that cleans us up. There was uh, an individual I was talking to the other day, and we were talking about the Great Commission and, and how we're supposed to go and uh, win people to Christ, baptize, teach them. And he was like, oh, you know, people, and he was throwing the analogy of fishing. And he's like, you know, you catch the fish, but then you got to clean it. And I, I got to thinking about that, and I'm like, you know what? Kind of, but I'm not the one that does the cleaning. I'm not the cleaner. The Holy, the Holy Spirit's the cleaner. I'm just leading people, hey, this is what God says. I'm trying to lead people into a relationship with God. I'm not trying to give you 10 ways to, to have a better life. I'm not trying to tell you, hey, here's, here's 15 ways. No. I'm trying to point you towards Christ. Say, hey, this is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. This is a person who will never leave you nor forsake you. His love, we can never shake it. No matter what road we go down, we can't shake the love of Christ. It's my job to lead you to him. And let the Holy Spirit do the cleaning. Let the Holy Spirit work in your life. Yes, we're teaching you all things whatsoever I have commanded you. But the first and foremost is, come meet the Savior. Hey, daily. Hourly, 
We need to be in constant communication with God. What does the Bible say? Pray without what? Ceasing. Pray without ceasing. How do I do that? Well, what is prayer? Simply communication. I'm to communicate. If I'm to have a good relationship with anybody, my spouse, my wife, I'm going to have a good relationship with my wife. Am I going to have a good relationship if I'm not communicating? No. Get all kinds of wires crossed, and I thought you, you, uh, I thought you were going to cause a lot of chaos and confusion. God says, hey, pray without ceasing. Communicate with me all the time. He's that friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Whenever something happens in your life, you want to pick up the phone, you want to call somebody, you want to text somebody, your friend. Hey, he's the one we should talk to first. Before we messenger, before we text mess, before we tweet, before we Instagram, whatever all the other ones are now today, He wants to hear from you. The creator of the universe wants to hear from you. The love of Christ constraineth us. Verse 18, And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given us the ministry of reconciliation. He has reconciled us. Uh, and... Verse 19, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the word unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us a word of reconciliation. He has bought us back. He has redeemed us. He is reconciling. He is bringing things back together like they should be. It says he has not imputed our sins. He has not put them on our record. He has taken them upon him. And, and that's the, the last verse of the chapter talks about um, for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. When he looks at our record in heaven, all right, our record before salvation is pretty rough. Liar, cheat, thief. Thoughts. The list goes on. Unrighteous. A list of God of, of Jesus Christ over here, perfect. Righteousness, long suffering, humility. We're over here, pride, unforgiveness. Being short with people, not not being long suffering. Over here, Jesus, the perfect record. God says, guess what? For Christ's sake, I'm gonna swap them. Your record is going to read righteousness. Your record is going to read humble. Wow. Your record is going to read no sin. He didn't hold our sins against us. He's reconciling, restoring us back to him. And verse 20, now... 
then we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. We are ambassadors. We are a representative or a preacher of the good news of the gospel. You say, you know what? I'm not a pastor. You say, you know what? I don't like talking to people. I don't either. Put me in a corner with a, a book or an iPad or I'll find ways to amuse myself. Put me on my zero turn tractor and uh, I'll be popping wheelies. I'll have fun. But we're to be ambassadors. We are a representative of Christ. Everywhere we go, we are, we are a billboard representing Jesus Christ. Whenever you think of brand recognition, Coke, the red can, it's simple, a red can. Pepsi, a blue can. Why? So every time you see a blue can, what do you think? Pepsi. Whenever you see a lime green can, what do you think? Mountain Dew. Brand recognition. Whenever people see you, what do they see? Someone says, we're to be ambassadors. We're a billboard. Are we showing them the love of Christ? Are we showing them his long-suffering, his goodness, temperance, humility? Are we showing those things? We had talked about in Sunday school about some of these things and how in, in our relationships, how if we have a personal agenda in our relationships, how we end up getting angry about things, taking things personal. We don't show people long-suffering. We don't show people kindness and forgiveness. We take things personal. We get Instead of uh, an opportunity for us to show somebody grace and forgiveness, long-suffering, we're quick to write them off. I'm done with that person. We've all heard somebody say that before. We may have even said it before. But we don't find that in Scripture. Jesus ate with the publicans and sinners. He sat down and ate dinner with them. He wasn't doing the things that they were doing. But he sat down next to them and showed the humanity And the love of God. How he wanted to be one with them. In closing, we must remain in his presence. We had talked about the scripture Whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. 
if I can't do to all the, all to the glory of God, I need to filter it out. I want to remain in his presence. I want to keep that relationship together. Of course, we have the awesome promise. Scripture tells us, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What a great promise we have that he's going to forgive us that he's going to restore that relationship when we confess our sins. How about we take it a step further? Let's sidestep the having to confess of it, and let's just walk with him. When When we're tempted by the things that used to tempt us, you know the way that we stop looking at this book like a book of do's and don'ts. It's when our relationship is so close to somebody that it's like, I find out, hey, this, this hurts Jacob. This hurts his heart. So you know what? I'm just not going to do that. It's not a big deal. Even though it may have been something big in the past for me, man, I love Jacob. so I love you so much, brother. I, I'm just not going to do it because it would hurt you. That's how our relationship is supposed to be with Christ. I love Christ so much that anything that's going on in my life, if it brings pain to Christ, it's gone. It's out the door without a second thought. Why? Because I don't want to hurt him. That's why Every sin, it's a big deal. The wages of sin, singular, there's no S there. The wages of sin is death. Jesus died for every single one of my sins. He had to pay for it. The price had to be paid. So it would behoove me to not sin. I don't want to hurt Jesus. He loves me so much. I'd mentioned at the beginning how oftentimes we we let our quote-unquote dignity get in the way of being one with the Spirit of God. It's okay to shed a tear. It's okay to kneel at an altar. It's okay to cry out to God. Worshiping, praying to Him, communicating. It's time to make how we meet Jesus real. Maybe you've never met him this way before. Maybe it's been a long time. It's time for us as followers of Christ to get real. 
Either he's real or he's not. Either he died for your sins or he didn't. If he didn't, we're wasting our time here. Shut the doors, go home, have a barbecue. But he did die for us. It is a big deal. He is important. He loves you and me. It's time we make the relationship with him real. It's time we allowed him to affect us. Tear down the walls. You say, you don't know what I've been through. No, I don't. You don't know the hurt that I have been through. You're right, I don't. He does. And he cares. Oh, yes, he cares. I know he cares. Jesus cares. He wants to. He wants us to stay in that constant communication, to remain in his presence. If you're one with the Savior, the do's and don'ts become preferences of, you know what? This is God's preference, so I'm going to do what he wants. Become a big deal. I want to please, I want to please the Lord. And as parents, this, this is the same type of relationship we try to cultivate with our children. Sometimes we feel like we're failing more than, than we succeed, but God's our Heavenly Father, and He wants that relationship with you. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Our eyes are for him. The things of this world, they don't matter. What matters is Jesus. This morning, we've got to reconnect. We've got to connect with Jesus Christ. Let's all stand. We're going to have a moment of invitation. Whatever God's speaking to your heart, just pour out your heart to Him. He knows what's going through your mind already. He just wants you to communicate it to Him.